Just because it's legal, does it make it okay? Real life starts now. Welcome to Real Life with Evangelists Ann and Kathleen Lay, where people with real problems find answers in a real God. Welcome to Real Life. I'm your host, Kathleen Light, and joining me is my husband, Evangelist Don Light. Later in the show, you'll hear from Terry Baxter, who had three abortions and thought it was okay because it was legal, mm-hmm. but felt guilty afterwards. You know, sometimes we do things and we know the law says it's okay for us to do this or that, but there's a part of us that says it's just not right. Mm-hmm. But what is that? What is that thing telling us in our hearts? This isn't right. Well, I think that's our conscience, right. you know, that is maybe voicing against us. And, you know, gosh, we can do whatever we want with a lot of things with the law of the land these days, you know, mm-hmm. but it might not be the best decision. Yeah. You know, this is actually echoed in the Bible. It says in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 12, it says, all things are lawful for me, but all things are not helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. Later on, the author talks about that there's spiritual consequences and ramifications for a believer to unite with a harlot mm-hmm. and saying, you know, committing adultery, though there might be like a legal part to it. Right. There's so many consequences and bad spiritual ramifications from doing that and yeah. that you're actually harming yourself if you do that. Yeah. So, you know, when it comes down to it, yeah, it might be legal but it's not good for you. Yeah. And the Bible talks about the law being written on our hearts. And so we know right from wrong. And if we want to go by the world's book, you know, it's a free for all really. But when we go by the book of the Bible and we seek first God's kingdom, he will add everything to us. We don't Mm. have to do things out of bounds to where there's consequences and regret and sorrow. But if you're listening and you've done something that you feel bad about, that you regret, that maybe the law said it was okay, but you know, in your heart, it was wrong. God wants to forgive you because Mm. he's a loving God. He wants to reconcile you to himself. And all you have to do is say, God, I know I broke your law. I didn't break the government's, but I broke yours and I'm sorry. And I want to be close to you and he will forgive you. His mercies are new every morning. Let's hear from Terry Baxter after the break. Real life is made possible by people like you. We'd like to take this opportunity to sincerely thank you for your generous support. We couldn't do it without you. May God bless. Welcome back to Real Life. I'm your host, Kathleen Light, and joining me is my husband, Evangelist Don Light. Hello, everyone. Joining us is Terry Baxter, and she has had three abortions. And after her divorce, she shares with us what she went through. Let's welcome to the show, Terry. Thanks for being with us. Well, thank you. I'm excited to share some light and hope for those that have been hurt by abortion. Yes. So I understand as a college student, you were dating a guy, you fell in love, and life was going pretty well, but then you got pregnant and you grew up in a Christian home. So it was a very difficult situation for you to be in, not being married and yet getting pregnant. Can you tell me about that? Most definitely. It was back in the 70s, right, as abortion had become legal. And when I became pregnant, you know, nobody talked about that. And so his suggestion was to have an abortion and that nobody would have to know. Could he keep it secret? My fear was embarrassing my family. What would I tell them? The shame and the guilt of it. But also the lie that I bought was, if abortion's so bad, why is it legal? 
And so I was really having all these crazy things going through my head. But because of his encouragement, I went ahead and said yes. Well, and you know, when you did that, at that moment, I don't think from what we've talked about, you understood the weight of it. In fact, you ended up getting pregnant with this man two additional times and ended up having an abortion. Can you tell me a little bit about that as well? Well, you know, the first one, I was a Christian and I was bargaining with God. Lord, don't let me be pregnant. Lord, I won't ever do this again. All of those things that just go through your mind. Mm -hmm. And so even with the embarrassment, when I found myself pregnant the second time, it was like, double embarrassment, double shame. Now what do I do? You know, all the degrading thoughts. You're so stupid. How could you let this happen again? And he might have said that. The boyfriend might have said that too. How could you Mm. let this happen again? And so instead of it being worse, it became simpler because it just was the go-to. And you thought you could keep that a secret. And the same thing with the third. They were just barely a year apart. All three of them were bang, bang, bang. And then we did get married. And I thought that was the golden ticket, that if I got married, then I wouldn't have to be embarrassed. you know. And then when I did get pregnant, we'd have a family. Mm. Mm. So I understand with you having these abortions, you didn't, like I said, understand the weight of it. Then you got pregnant, you had your first child, but it wasn't until the second child. Tell me what changed with you and your emotions at that time. Well, back then, they didn't do ultrasounds like they do today. And I saw my very first ultrasound when I was pregnant with him and the shock and the denial that I had pushed down and pushed down for all those years was in front of me. And there was this little seed, a baby, in that ultrasound. And all the lies that I had justified came flooding back. And I just had to ask the Lord for forgiveness. I could no longer say that I had not taken the life of three children. Mm -hmm. And so that was the beginning of the healing, just by acknowledging my loss and my decisions was the first step. Mm. Now, I understand that divorce happened. You gave your life to this man. You guys were connected. But then all of a sudden, there was this fallout in your marriage. And with this divorce, you started to become more angry about the decisions you made when you were younger. Can you tell me about that? Yes. You know, during the marriage, you're fighting for a marriage, for a love, for a family. And so once we went through that divorce, the reality, all the red flags, all the lies I had bought started coming up. And it felt like a volcano erupting because not only was divorce tied to it, the abortions were tied to it. All kinds of things were tied through that divorce. And it was really, truly a broken time for me. The hurt and the anger during that time was a big process to go through because so many traumatic experiences were tied to it. Mm. And I understand that through that, you were able to really get out of denial. And there are probably people that go through that denial. They go in, they have an abortion, and they just kind of go through survival mode and live their life and try not to think about it. But here you were at a place where you had to really look back at your life and say, what have I done? And 
facing this situation. Exactly. Exactly. And it is typical for a woman who's had an abortion. The first thing is relief because you've been trying to make a decision, right or wrong, selfish or unselfish, about being pregnant. And then once you make that decision, just the decision itself gives you some release. Mm. But it does not last. And so women used to stay in denial. I was in denial for 15 years. But with social media, with the web, women are calling the helpline the day after their abortion, the week after their abortion, saying, I didn't know I'd feel like this. Mm, And so denial is a part of it, but there's no formula for how long they stay in denial. Mm. So you started to get healing. And what was the biggest part of your healing from having these abortions? What do you think that really brought you to a place of health in your mentality and your emotions? And where are you at now in your life? Well, the divorce was the biggest step. And then I just started clinging to the Lord, filling myself with His Word. I had a lot of precious time with the Lord. But as I was healing from the divorce and got through that, I did remarry. We got involved in a church. And through a church service, um, the pastor was preaching on obedience. And that day, a gal across the way stood up and said, I just want to ask the church forgiveness of abortion. And the Mm -hmm. Holy Spirit got me. And he said, we need to deal with one more thing. And it was the abortions. And so Mm -hmm. I surrendered that to him totally during that church service and publicly. And I just said, Lord, I know you forgave me all those years, but if you can use this in any way, I want to surrender it at the cross publicly. And that was the beginning of the healing. Through that, I did discover there were abortion recovery Bible studies, there's retreats, and I've gone through some of those. But God allowed that. And two years later, I was in a pro-life ministry. Wow. What a wonderful way to go from your pain and heartache to helping others through it. And now you have a helpline called h3helpline.org. That's your website. You also have a phone number where if people are considering abortion or if they've had abortions and they need healing, tell me a few things you guys do and also give us your phone number. What we do when a lady calls or a man, we answer the phone call for whoever's hurting. Grandparents, aunts, uncles are affected by abortion. All of our phone coaches have a healing abortion story. So they actually have walked through this and have been trained to walk through this. So when a person calls, of course, we meet them at their need. One of our goals is to help them find a local recovery program in their area. So we have resources to do that. We will also email them resources and then follow up with a phone call to see if they've been able to take that second step in their journey of healing. And of Mm -hmm. course, when allowed, we offer prayer at the end of each of our calls. Wonderful. Can you give us the phone number where people can reach you for more information and how they can start their healing journey? Yes, it's 866-721-7881. It is a 24-7 live helpline. So somebody is ready to talk to you or listen to you 24-7. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being with us. And we appreciate all that you're doing, Terry. We're going to pray for people now. I think it's really good how she talked about how the anger and all that passion made the rage mm-hmm. that it was coming out later and she couldn't really tie it together and find out that it was guilt from her past. But even though she got an immediate relief, there was long-term consequences. Mm-hmm. And Father, I just pray right now, 
over this sensitive subject that if there's anyone listening and they're saying, gosh, you know, that's me. I'm dealing with some of that. I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. Lord God, I'm praying, Lord God, that you would begin to reveal yourself in a mighty way so that we can experience your forgiveness, Lord God, and showing us all those who are listening on the air right from wrong. Mm -hmm. But then also that this guilt and this shame that we feel inside, let it be released to you, Lord. Mm-hmm. We ask for this in Jesus' mighty name. And Jesus, we know we can only receive this when we receive you, we believe in you, and we know that you have the power to give us something new, being born again. Mm-hmm. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God bless you all. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to Real Life.